Shut up, I love it. Have a very merry birthday to you. Shut up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello having a very merry birthday. How about you, co-host? I didn't want to say your name. So Why? Insta- well, I wanted you to be able to say your name. So then I very inelegantly said, hey, co-host. <laughs> so you felt like they were stepping on my toes if you would say my name. Yeah, and instead it seemed more rude to just yeah. be like, hey, co-host. So... I apologize on the record. I apologize. That's okay, because I'm the pilot and you the co-pilot, right? Is that what we decided? A long I think I I've always said that. Okay. In private um, and in, in public, pri- I've said that. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I'm Sasha Filer. You are Joka Bayo. I'm not afraid to say that. This <laughs> is Shut Up. I Love It, a podcast when we invite a guest, special guest, to talk about something underrated. Maybe hated, I don't know, forgotten, misunderstood, all kinds of things. Something that needs a little love. This is where this thing gets the love here at Shut Up, I Love It. That was so dramatically said as well. I think you really, you practiced that in the shower today or something. You can tell because my hair is very puffy. Uh, More importantly, who do we have in the studio today, Joe? Oh, our guest today is a technical, scientific, and creative writer, researcher, and editor. So I guess the terminator of writing, if you ask me, based (laughs) off that. A voiceover actor, tech industry engineer, and the host of the podcast Protect and Kill and Watermelon Break Room. This is Ashaki Ayoka. Hi, nice to meet both of you. How are both of you doing? Great. I am impressed with your name. I'm very jealous of it. You could blame my mom. (laughs) Can I hear more about the name just real quick, like a like a yeah. short story? Yeah. Okay. So basically, my first name, Ashaki, means beautiful princess. My middle name means one who brings joy to all. And so I'm my mom's first kid, and my godfather is Nigerian. And so when she was pregnant, he gave her like an African baby name book, and she looked through it, and she wanted me to be the beautiful princess that brings joy to yes. all. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. You don't want to be a beautiful princess that doesn't bring joy. Yeah, she's beautiful, but uh, kind of a pain to be around. Yeah. Kind of gross. She's kind of a bit of a dictator, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That that is, well, I'm glad I almost want to give that the tagline of the episode, even though we don't have taglines for episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But you have a lot to live up with that name, but you've already lived up to it in my book. Thank you. Thank you. I try my best. Sometimes I fail like six out of seven days of the week. But that one day is where I redeem myself. Well, this is it. And I don't know if you know, but uh, Sasha's name means co-host. Oh, God. Uh, is, <laughs> Not is what it, I thought she was the fine. pilot. I no, am, uh, she you. is the um, pilot, but then her name could mean something that she is not. Anyways, this bit will come back many more times than it should. But before it comes back again... What are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about tea. Spill the tea. Yes. So once again, I have to blame my mom. But in this case, I'm blaming my entire family. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So a little backstory. I'm born in L.A. to Jamaican immigrants. And in Jamaica and just as Caribbean people, we love tea all day, every day for everything. And so as far as I can remember, I've always drank tea tea over the years it kind of like developed from like peppermint teas and like 
herbal teas into more black teas. Mm. But yeah, I blame my family for why I'm obsessed with tea. <laughs> so wow. very a cultural thing. Because yeah, there are those cultures that are tea heavy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a running joke. It really is. So the long story short of it is that like, part of our so Jamaica is a former British colony. And so of course, we have some influence from that in which tea is a popular activity. In addition to that, we also like believe that tea has many great benefits. And so even newborns will get like a warm <laughs> sipping of tea. Okay, oh, now wow. with with caffeine or without? Well, it's mostly like herbal teas, so it's usually right. without caffeine or it's very like very stuff. minimal ca- uh, minimal caffeine. But still like not advised say in the United States. I say that because my daughter is no longer newborn, but she was for, you know, three months that (laughs) they are newborns. (laughs) And now she's five months old. So I I still remember everything. And tea is not listed on the list of the things you give to the young child. It's definitely not, but neither is honey. But yet still people give kids they honey which I mean that's a that's a debate for a different time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. True. True. That's true. Yeah, you can't trust doctors is I think what we're taking away from it. What we're saying is that like, you know, medicine is always developing. So Mm -hmm. definitely listen to the people who spent years and years researching this because they spent years and years doing it. But also they're like, well, I drank certain teas and made me feel better in these scenarios. So maybe I'm not too far off and you're not too far off. Let's somewhere meet in the middle. Like, I guess that's why we have holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And which I'm sure tea is at least a small part of. Yeah. So um, so we have this tea that's called King of the Forest. Oh. And it's pretty great when it comes to, like, if you're feeling sick. So what I can say from my experience is that, like, so I will try to visit Jamaica every couple of years. And when I do, I'll bring back to the States, like, different teas, usually, like, peppermint tea, black mint tea, king of the forest, lemongrass. uh, What is the other one? Sour sap leaf tea and just, like, all these different teas. So back when, like, you know, the pandemic first started and we were just like, what is going on? I was an essential worker and I still had to go into the office and it wasn't fun. Mm, (laughs) And so as we were still trying to figure things out and then November hit, I know that around that time, the reports and the cases were like increasing dramatically. And so I literally would just like boil like, um, or steep. It would. So we'll get into it later, but different teas have different preparation styles. But I would put in like King of the Forest with sour sap tea and lemongrass tea, and I would drink it every single day. And then I would take it to work with me and maybe put some ginger in it mm-hmm. and drink it throughout the day at work. And then when like the first COVID wave went through in our building, everyone in my cubicle got it except for me. Okay, there you go. That tea can now be Oof. sold at Silver Lake for $15 <laughs> a cup based yeah. off the name and what you just said. Exactly. So, I mean, it helped me in my situation, but, you know, doctors might say, oh, that's not real science. Who knows? Here, take antidepressants. I don't need them. Please take them. There are no doctors in this room, as far as I know. Joe, doctorate? No, no, I thought it was obvious (laughs) by the way I am. Uh, So as you got your tea right now, right? You're drinking a tea. What what tea are you drinking? 
So I'm drinking puer. What is that? Puer is a fermented tea. And so you have like black teas, which are essentially like oxidized over a period of time. Or they're dried and oxidized. You have puer, which are essentially fermented over a period of time. Mm. And so they could be fermented from anywhere from like a few hours to a few years. And so it has like a very dark, like somewhat heavy and bold taste, but still somewhat distinct from like your traditional black teas. Mm. Interesting. And uh, Sasha, do you have a beverage? Is it tea? And what are you a tea drinker? I'm currently having two beverages. One is uh, club soda. Standard club. And then a little bit of a black tea because I need Uh, to, you know, stay awake. Is that tea? Is that? uh, Are you a tea snob? We'll get into that maybe further. But is that outside of tea? This is not a tea tea, snobber's tea. This is just the first tea I picked up in the fridge. Um, I am a big tea person. Let's just let's just say that. Um, And I know I am quite a tea snob in the sense because I know my matcha and I like it really special. Like I need like I know a good matcha different you know i don't know how to tell a good matcha from not so good matcha and if i don't have my matcha in the morning i'm not a happy i'm not a happy camper and i know how matcha is i know i know what matcha is it's tea right tea but it's like grown in the shade it's green tea that's grown in the shade and it's like more parts like the entire uh part of the leaves is processed not just like the the thinner part of the leaf or whatever so um in that case, in, in that sense, I think like I'm a big tea person. I also have a variety of herbal and other teas sitting on top of my um, kitchen counter. And the only thing that I would say makes me not a tea snob is that when I drink herbal tea, I like just to down it. Like I don't savor it. I feel like there are benefits in there, but I just need to drink it to hydrate and to get those benefits in. But I don't like sit there and like enjoy the herbal herbal tea like i don't have a lot of love for herbal tea like for the way it tastes i'm like sure um but i believe that there's good stuff in there but i grew up in siberia where people also believe in a lot of teas 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 there's no coffee there's teas maybe they have coffee now i don't know but teas 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 so uh definitely grew up drinking like caffeinated tea since childhood totally fine love it (laughs) look at me Doing, living it my works. best life. It works. Joe, what about you? Well, I do have the Bloody Mary right now, okay. which is not a tea. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like a Bloody Mary or doesn't no. look like a tea? Doesn't look like Bloody Mary. Well, it is. And it's a delicious one. Handcrafted. But my wife uh, lived in London for many, many years. So she's very much a tea person. Just like that cultural, you have tea all the time type of uh, situation so she's big on it um makes a pot every day of like different stuff sometimes it's just in the bag or you know the typical box stuff you buy other times it's like looks like flowers that she just Mm. mashes up just crazy stuff um but i never really got into it too much myself other than if i'm getting sick i'll have some tea but that's it so i really want to be shown into this world of tea Make yeah. me a believer, a tea believer, a belief tier. A believer. A, t- a believer. There's something there. There's a, there, there's a tea 
combo word somewhere in there that we're going to find out. I'm Bull sure we'll figure it out. Bultiver. 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 Sounds like a guy's name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so that's our history with T. Sasha sounds like she's on your level, Ashaki. Not, not me. Not there, so. maybe. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I don't know the, the science behind it. The yeah, oxidized so, versus fermented. So I'll say I am not a tea snob. Uh, sometimes I wish I were a tea snob, but I think I'm just like someone that really appreciates tea, but it's also vital to me as a person. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There are times, so I definitely have to have, I want to say a hot beverage every single day, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between like when I start my day with like tea versus when I start my day with like coffee. So, and it's more, so I guess I'll just give you like the progression. So for me, things are a lot smoother as far as like my energy levels and caffeine intake. If I start my day with like water, ginseng tea, and then transition to coffee, then I don't have like that hard caffeine crash or that caffeine wiring thing that happens when you, for some people, when we drink too much coffee. Versus like if I start my day and maybe I drink water, and I drink coffee. It was like, okay, I have energy. I'm doing the stuff, but I also feel kind of groggy. Don't really feel as great as I would like to feel. Maybe I need another cup of coffee because it's been a really long day. And then I just feel like very much like it's almost like feeling slightly hungover, but you didn't drink mm-hmm. anything. And it's really weird for me because sometimes I could teeter that line of like oh i could drink coffee but let me like drown myself in water to feel okay versus well if i started with water the tea the coffee then my body's like oh okay this is fine we we warmed up well, yeah you coffee. ramped up to it yeah i've heard recently that uh you should drink coffee 90 minutes to two hours after you wake up unless you work out right when you wake up mm-hmm. there's something to it where it like hits your body cleaner so maybe you've hit the hack there where you're having a little bit of caffeine and then hitting the coffee at the right time. Assuming this person was right. Right. Assuming they're right. I definitely (laughs) feel like there might be something about that. (laughs) Yeah. It's working for you. I also believe that like believe, I believe that the caffeine like amount, even if you get the same amount from whatever, a bunch of tea and a little bit of coffee, right. Just then you amount to the same milligram of caffeine it's like different caffeine like whatever else is going on in the coffee is doing some other stuff to me and it was more happening before i got pregnant i had a baby like since then i'm like allowing more coffee espresso nespresso sponsored by nespresso in my (laughs) life like i'm more allowing it because you just tired more even though i get a good amount of sleep um i just I'm still tired because like your brain is constantly working, keeping the child alive, et cetera. And so like coffee is like, my body is processing coffee now better than it did before. Um, But still, I agree with you, Ashaki, that like tea is just a smoother ride throughout the day. Unless you're completely exhausted, like you haven't slept all night, whatever that you need the boost, like you need to. Otherwise, you're just never gonna get to the level of like I'm conscious, like my eyes are open. Does that does that sound right? I totally agree with that. And so for me, it becomes a slippery slope of like, man, I really need that boost. So I'm just gonna jump straight into coffee, but then I'm gonna continue jumping into coffee. And I don't know when we go back to tea, 
but now it's been like four days and my body's just like what's mm. going on <laughs> why do i have insomnia yes so, so I, I definitely feel that especially like when you're like i mean when you're taking care of kids when you're like working when you have all these things happening sometimes you really do need that instant boost where the coffee comes in and so i've learned that for me I when I make those decisions to choose like coffee first over tea that I still need to like try to taper myself down and maybe drink like a black tea afterwards because you know sometimes you'll start your day with coffee and then you'll have that afternoon like kind of like low or crash and you're just like I need more caffeine usually I want to say that like we'll tend to like go back towards coffee and yeah. I know I there was a point where I used to drink like three cups three to five cups a day. So, Oh, totally. So at that point, yeah. So at that point I had to like, just really like, okay, I had my, my instant gratification that my body needed for coffee. And then let me just kind of like, kind of like keep that caffeine buzz that I need, but not like slam it with like the harsh caffeine. And let me just stay with like stronger black teas and try to like ride that out until like a certain point in time of the night. Yeah, I remember just being so unhealthy working in an office and I'd go to lunch and have like a big fast food meal, then feel so drained because it's like 2 p.m. And then brew a cup of coffee. The office, On top of that, yeah. Yeah, and then drink that and immediately feel like shit. <laughs> You're just mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? And doing it every day. I know. Um, so coffee's like this brutal bat of a weapon while tea is mm-hmm. the more elegant blow dart of a weapon. Yeah, I like that. Because the great thing about coffee, at least for me, is that it feels amazing when you're drinking it. It's like a whole experience. But afterwards, you're just like, oh, I kind of regret this right now. Yeah, it is the hangover thing. You can get like you straight up hangover feeling if you just like drink too much coffee in the morning. Yes. And that is awful. Yeah. Yeah. There's something unclean about coffee. As good as it tastes when you drink it. Like there's something like like you're doing some other dirty stuff is going in your system. That's what I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Then I go exactly to hot yoga. Yeah, and then I have to like sweat out the coffee at the hot yoga. But I never like have to sweat out like the green tea or something. Like, oh, mm-hmm. let me sweat out the matcha. Like that never happens. But with coffee, it's like it has to like really like metabolize. And I, and I have a feeling, and I've been suspecting my whole life that like I just don't metabolize caffeine. Like caffeine coming from coffee really well anyway because even if I have it later and again it's changed a little bit with the baby but like normally if I have it just any time after like 8 a.m like literally noon like 10 maybe maybe 10 a.m I'm probably gonna have hard time falling asleep like 12 hours later it's still in my in my in my body because I close my eyes and I have like the patterns sort of like the wakefulness patterns on my um on the screen of my, you know, closed eyes so much more than if I did not have coffee that day. Very aware of those things. Yeah, I have to say, same for me. I When I was a teenager, teenager. in early 20s, I would not drink. Not a coffee-nager, just, just right. pointing things out. Just yeah, like, <laughs> coffee-nager, right? When Words I was a matter. coffee-nager, mm-hmm. right? I was, I would say I would drink coffee the few times I had coffee back then because... I was living with my dad in Jamaica and he doesn't really, he's not, he doesn't really support coffee drinking because mm. he feels like the caffeine is too much. And so, um, he's and, but whenever I would have um, coffee, I could like, 
go back to sleep and it would be totally fine. But somewhere around like my late 20s, I want to say coffee was just like, coffee just really stopped being my friend. <laughs> I don't know what mm. happened, but like my body, I think similarly, my body just doesn't metabolize coffee as efficiently as it metabolizes tea. And so what would happen is that I would have a hard time falling asleep. And so I had to eventually make a rule for myself that like, I need to no longer drink coffee past 12 p.m. And if I do, I need to face the consequences of probably not going to bed until like midnight. <laughs> yeah, it better be worth it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you get older, more of those things pop up too, where you're like, oh, can't alcohol. eat that anymore. Alcohol <laughs> it becomes sketchy. Yeah, with, with alcohol. So oddly enough, I've noticed that like when I make the, so when I'm more active, more physical, more like, physically healthy let's say that i my body does not like alcohol at all it's just it just rejects it really really aggressively <laughs> versus like i would say in general just getting a little bit older i mean in my early 30s so quote unquote older mm. alcohol is okay ish not as easy as when i was like in my early 20s but the moment i decide oh i'm gonna do like hot yoga regularly i'm gonna go oh my god you you and i like twins yeah what's up with all this like yeah like Like, i love hot yoga like sorry i love heat which is probably also Mm. why i love tea but like the hotter the better and when i start like really like focusing more on my physical health i just can't do alcohol anymore and it sucks, hot, but it's, it's also yoga. the type of my body feels great. So, which one do we want? Mm-hmm. Ashaki, I'm here to tell you it's hot yoga. Like, don't you remember, like, maybe the time before you started hot yoga? I don't know when you started hot yoga, but, like, before, you probably were, like you're saying, more okay drinking and just, like, not feeling the consequences. If you're really, like, into hot yoga, like, going four times a week or whatever, and then you have one, like, alcohol, uh, alcoholic drink, you feel like you feel the whole thing. You feel it next day. You feel it coming out of your you're body. Dehydrated. Your <laughs> Not necessarily you're... because actually I feel myself that I'm more hydrated if I do hot yoga because I'm, I am consciously consuming water nonstop. Mm nonstop when i was pregnant i found i was pr- found myself to be more dehydrated constantly because i didn't go to hot yoga so i had to be like well i don't want to drink water water is gross but when you go to hot yoga like that's all you do is just pound water at least i do yeah i do too i will say that i drink significantly more water when i do like hot yoga or any physical activity and it works great for me um I'm currently in Colorado Springs where they have like a higher elevation than LA. So you're supposed to drink a lot more water, but it feels miserable to drink this much water, Mm -hmm. but I'm not actually like doing anything except at a higher elevation. So, right. Well, just breathing makes you like, yeah, just breathing. I'm like, well, I guess Mm -hmm. I needed to breathe, but (laughs) not the same, but yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know what, now that I think about it, Hmm. I feel like maybe that's what it is because there was Mm -hmm. a point before I did hot yoga and everything was fine and then I did hot yoga and it was just like on a case-by-case basis like don't drink too much don't drink don't have too much coffee my body's just like no right 
It's crazy how hot yoga changes yeah. you. But That's then, what we're learning here. Yeah. yeah. But then tea was always good. But always fine. I don't know if it's because I've had tea since I was a fetus. So maybe me too. Yeah. Like could be it. It could be it. Again, I've been drinking like caffeinated tea since I was probably a fetus. Yes. Yeah. Joe, yeah. what about you as a fetus slash hot yoga? Anything, anything you want to give us at this point? I actually just started drinking mushroom coffee, mm. which to me is a bit more of a tea than a Can coffee. Can you describe it for us? What is that? It tastes awful. Uh, first off, it tastes really bad. It comes in a powder that you mix into water and it's okay. got like six or seven different mushroom types in it. Uh, and it really like for people who have done magic mushrooms, right? You know that mushroom taste. Talked about it. And it's mm-hmm. got a really specific taste, not like you know portobello or right any now. other mushroom. <laughs> no. That's how this coffee tastes. Mm-hmm. So it's really rough unless you add like a creamer yeah. or honey or something. But it does give me a real clean energy that is not that is uh-huh. very unlike coffee. And as far as tea, I don't think I've ever really felt the energy push from tea, you know, like in any big way. But I've also not tested it too much because I won't know- start the morning with black tea or something. Mm. You know, and we know you are a seeker of clean energy in general. Absolutely. Like you're always you're always bringing in some information about like the latest clean energy hacks some stupid thing that i'm trying to get some clean energy and this is it and i do notice yeah it's kind of and i do drink coffee then later in the day but i drink it like what that hour and a half two hours after but just starting the day with that and i found it's actually like it's pretty nice it's because you're not like i don't know that first cup of coffee in the morning when you haven't had anything you like do feel it. You feel it almost like drying you up inside. <laughs> At least I do. And I don't yeah. do hot yoga. Sucking all the, like, yeah, all the hydration and, like, taking it with it. So yeah, it, it does like something it. weird to you. On the way out of your body, because then you need to pee constantly, right? Well, I try not to talk about such affairs in public. <laughs> but yes, I pee all the time. So much that I have to keep Gatorade bottles up in my office. <laughs> The bathroom is downstairs. Now you've had me overshare. I would love to bring back the issue of your continuous diarrhea into this conversation, <laughs> but I will not. It is related. <laughs> Coffee, mushroom, drink. True. I feel like that's a good combination for like consistent diarrhea. Like, oh, I'm just typing from the bathroom. I have my laptop on my lap. Ignore the toilet flush. <laughs> I need that's a toilet flush button that just removes that sound. <laughs> Yeah, you know this like is green screen, right? Where Joe is? He's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I saw like a little green thing in the corner. Of yeah, like, flicker. <laughs> a little flicker of something happening. Um, yeah. Now, as far as your tea drinking, because like I never know where to start other than I like know black is very caffeinated. So if you're looking for the caffeine, do that. And then other than that, like maybe turmeric if you're going to ease your stomach so i know a little bit of it but what goes into you deciding what you're going to drink as far as tea goes so i would say it really just depends on how i'm feeling and what routine i'm under so if it's just like a regular like work week let's say then i'm gonna remind myself to stick to water ginseng and like a black tea because i want that caffeine 
And depending on like how much caffeine I need, I might go to like, dr- I might drink a pu'er or I might drink like what's called lapsang shushong, which is a smoky black tea. It's like, so it is a Chinese black tea that is smoked over a period of time. It's like, for me, whenever I smell it, I just feel like pretty solid. I feel like somebody's like giving me like, like the support that I need to go mm. kick ass at work when I drink it. Um, for other people, that might be too much caffeine for them. So the other thing that I would say is like, what's your caffeine sensitivity like? How do you feel about green tea? Does green tea do anything for you? Because for some people, green tea and matcha, that's like a sufficient amount of caffeine for them, especially if they want to do like a coffee replacement. Whereas for me, it's like it doesn't really hit me the same way that it might hit other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a different kind of hit. Like um, when I'm very in tune with my tea, uh, consumption and the effect it has on my body, I notice that the way everything hits me is different. Like the black tea has much of a, a lot of an edge, and then it has similar to coffee, but much much uh, lesser to, to a lesser extent. Like the slope down, where yeah. like, the way you feel uh, with regular green tea, non matcha, I feel like again it's it's there's a tiny slopeness as well. With matcha, I feel like there's a wave that you just ride on and then it just eventually dissipates. And with matcha, you can also really experiment. Like if you buy your you know, matcha and you make your own matcha every day, you can experiment with how much uh, powder you're going to put in. So you can have actually a very powerful matcha, uh, like latte, and uh, it still has... The, the first time I started drinking matcha, I was comparing it to the feeling that it gives you that it's like as if you just meditated for 20 minutes just clean mind uh clear mind clean thoughts uh almost like a bit of like brightness of colors and um sort of like if you took like one tiny speck of magical magic mushrooms Mm. um just like a tiny bit of brightness and like contrast change there's something very mushroom to matcha to me, like 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 their relatives, like in my mind, the way it affect me. Um, yeah, the way they hit you and kind of the way you ride it is different. I always recommend uh, matcha to people just to try. And if matcha is too much, there's hojicha. Hojicha is oh yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's a green tea that's uh, been um, uh, <laughs> roasted with brown rice, and so it has a very different taste. It's very delicious in my mind, uh, traditional in Japanese. Um, but it, it, it like it doesn't have the bitterness that sometimes regular green tea bags can give, you know, the taste of bitterness to a cup of tea. That's just like smooth ride. Again, go experiment. Live your life. Oh, yeah. And that actually reminds me of a good question for you, Shaki, is uh, how do you have it? Are you a milk and tea person mm. or no? So I do milk and tea if I'm not feeling well, if I'm really burnt out. So I can also gauge where my body's at based off of what tea I'm craving. So for oh. me, I just drink tea without any additives, no like sugars, no sweeteners, no milks or anything in it. Um that's not really common <laughs> for my no. family or for Jamaicans because they'll usually add like sugar or honey okay. to it. Um, but that's just a, my personal preference. But or they'll add milk to black teas. 
Um, what I do know that for whenever I'm feeling kind of tired or whenever I just want to feel really cozy, then I'll start adding like a creamer. I have, um, and then with the holidays and it being really cold here in Colorado, I have Coquito. And Coquito is essentially, it is a coconut-based holiday drink. You mix like cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, and some rum into it. And it's like pretty creamy, very coconut-y. It's coconut-y. Coconut-y? Whatever. Coconut-y. <laughs> let's just do different things of coconut. But I'll add that to my black tea. And I have what I have a black tea mix, which is called Lady Grey's Garden. So it's kind of oh. like, let's say it's Earl Grey's spouse, but then she has like flowers mm. in it and mm. she has like this yes. very warm vanilla taste in it. Yes. And so I like I'll add in one. the Coquito into it and mm. it just like brings out all the flavors and the creaminess into it. So you're just having like a nice warm moment. Yes. Especially yeah. in Colorado in winter. I mean, that yeah. sounds magical. That it sounds is amazing. such an experience. Like I look forward to drinking it at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'll like, so usually it's like if I'm not feeling well or I just want to like feel really nice and cozy, I'll add like milk. But when I do add milk, I usually add cinnamon and nutmeg to it or some coquito to it. Um, if it's more, and these are usually to black teas. Um, if I'm just sick, like the other day, I straight up did not have a voice at all. I was just like, horrible so i might do like a black tea with like honey but honey that has had like ginger and garlic infused into it for like a really really long time and so i'll add like the honey with the garlic and ginger infusion into even like herbal teas like the peppermint teas and into like sour sap tea or like king of the forest if I had King of the Forest on me, but King I of don't. The forest. It's just but yeah, yeah gotta have it. Like I said, go to yeah. Silver Lake. You'll be paying twenty five bucks to just smell went it. Up. Yes. Yeah, it went up by ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's usually how I do it. Is and um, and sometimes if it's just like if I happen to go to like a tea spot or like a a boba spot, then those are usually sweetened, and so I'll ask for like the least amount of sweetener inside. Yes, Yeah, they're so sweet. I get one called a tiger's milk, and oh my god, it might as well just be like coffee creamer with caramel pumped into it. I don't think there's any coffee in it whatsoever. Yeah. Because it's tea, right? Well, uh, yeah, any caffeine, rather. Okay, all right. I feel that way about like a lot of caffeinated beverage or coffee drinks that it's mostly like milk mm -hmm. with like a touch of coffee. Yeah, like right. I started with those Starbucks cans, right? Like uh, I think yeah. that was originally where Yeah, those know. little bottles yeah. too. The Frappuccinos. Mm, yes. There you go. And I was just like, yeah. can I just get Tasty, like but... coffee, maybe, maybe like a, a sprinkle, a tab of milk? I got some tea, maybe, maybe like a little bit. Let's just blink and call it like milk. Ashaki, you mentioned the holistic uh, qualities of tea, and uh, I have to, you know, admit that lately I've been consuming a lot of tea that I don't know what it is at all, for holistic reasons, because I'm getting acupuncture, and also, if you go to the right acupuncture place, they listen to you about your illnesses and whatever is bothering you, and then they're like, "Do you want to get some tea?" And you're like, "Yes, please." 
So my amazing acupuncturist also makes tea for my different ailments. And I don't know what they are. I know they're traditional Chinese medicine teas, but it's just powder I receive in the, you know, little (laughs) white sealed white bags. So I don't know what they really are. Um, (laughs) And yeah, these aren't that over the counter. You can't get these. Yeah, I I, I, like literally, I just trust her so much that I'm like, well, I'm just going to get them and hope it helps. And then I believe they do help. Um, But yeah, the traditional Chinese medicine sure takes advantage of a lot of different teas and herbs and mixes and like whatever part of your body is giving you trouble, like it's going to be adjusted to that. Because like she wouldn't be just like, oh, okay, like this tea is going to do this for your eyes, for example. She would be like, I'm going to mix this tea for your eyes. And she's like, I'm going to use like other, like like she, you know, she doesn't have to and she doesn't share with me what it is. Um, But I have four different kinds of teas in giant paper bags sitting on the counter in my kitchen <laughs> where, you know, I just drink three, four, five of each a day. It's a lot. That sounds a like something that I would do. And that sounds like something that my dad would do. Like my dad would be the doctor be like, here are all the teas you need. And I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you, dad. <laughs> and, and then, you know what? I could drink them hot, but these ones are like easy and they don't taste good. You know, they don't taste bad. They don't taste bad, but they don't taste like they're going to bring you joy. So uh, I just mix them with clean water, like, you know, reverse osmosis water. So they're just, just wow, suck them right fancy. in. I know, showing off. But, you know, suck them right in and, uh, and you know, go off about my day and then bring in the hot tea in between those sessions. I definitely would probably do something like that. And that makes sense to me as far as like her knowing what teas are best suited for like what you describe to her. So, I mean, so for based off of like my background, I would say for someone who's dealing with like anxiety, for example, I would recommend soursop leaf tea. And so soursop leaf tea is a, it's from the soursop tree. It's like a, wonderful very nice tropical tasting fruit but like the leaves you have like a very nice mellow tea herbal tea that is steeped from it and it really helps to like just bring calmness of the nerves like if you're having like anxiety or a panic attack it helps you to really really relax for some people you might get so relaxed you fall asleep but it just helps to like get rid of that anxiety which is why i love it and also i love the taste as well and so i would recommend that and mm-hmm. i'm trying to think i feel like i feel like you can purchase it i mean of course we could find everything online but i feel like if you want to go into a store and find it you can find some i know that there's like a couple jamaican markets in la that you could probably find some at but you can also find them at Asian supermarkets like um, 99 Ranch Market and H Mart that you might have like yeah, in the section that there's like the sour sap tea. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for me, I found that like if I'm having a moment where I'm just dealing with like really, really bad anxiety and then I remember, oh, yeah, there's a tea for that. I but I also want to like I also have things to do. Right. I still need to like get my work done. I still need to go drive somewhere. I still have this list of stuff to do, but I need to calm down. I would recommend and I would personally drink like sour sap leaf tea. Mm-hmm. Is there a tea that you don't like? 
Ashaki. Hmm. I would say I haven't met a tea that I don't like, but I will say that there's like some teas that I most of the time will not choose because I feel like it doesn't really do anything for me. Like there are like white teas and they're really, really light, but I feel like they don't do anything at all for me and they don't really taste that great to mm -hmm. me. Yeah, the white tea, right? Like white yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. which is supposed to be like lighter, I think, than green tea even. Yeah, right? I think it's yeah. supposed to be like the lightest one. Or I also like read about yellow tea, which is supposed to be like an even more rare tea. And it's like slightly oxidized, but it's just like but the flavor is really, really light. Mm. So for me, I'm not really a fan of teas that are so light that you're wondering, like, am I just Same. drinking bad is water? water? Yeah. Same. Is it just water? Yeah. yeah. But you know, I actually, because we did talk about mushrooms. So I don't like mushroom tea, but I do have to drink a hot cup of tea after I eat shrooms. Which is weird. Like why while you're on shrooms or like once you're back from your trip? No, no. So basically, you know, eating shrooms, you can eat like the dried mushrooms or whatever form they come into. Mm -hmm. But I know that a lot of people might do it in the form of a tea. Mm. The tea does, for whichever reason, like dried mushrooms does not vibe well with my stomach at all. For most people, yeah. Yeah. And then even when I do it in tea form, it's just like a hard no. It feels like I'm like prolonging the torture of, of mm. consuming this thing. And so whichever way I figure out how to like have mushrooms, I'll like sip some hot tea, usually like a black tea or maybe even like a ginger tea at the same time to try to settle my stomach. And so I find it really weird because I love tea. And so I thought, all right, having mushrooms in the form in like mm -hmm. tea form would be great. And it wasn't. It just felt like a very They're rough. Like, yeah, it felt like Tastes I just so prolonged bad. my torture. Yeah, that's my every morning with my mushroom coffee. It's basically that. Yeah. Even it's though disgusting. yours doesn't bring you it's the not, enlightenment. No, it, it doesn't. It brings me like that speck of enlightenment, <laughs> which is not bad. Yeah. It's great. Clean energy. You know I'm so about clean energy. I could talk yeah. about it all day. Hates fossil fuels. Doesn't drive. <laughs> That's the DUI, actually. But uh, should we get jokes, to the ratings? Jokes, jokes. Uh, let's do it. It is a so, joke for legal yeah. reasons. I don't all have a DUI. Of these are <laughs> As of the time of this recording, yes. I don't have a DUI. But is it the time of publishing? Nobody knows. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to speak for the future. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's smoothly transition into the ratings. What are these ratings and how do they work, Joe? Would you tell us? I would love to tell you. So we are going to rate T on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as our basis for our rating. So that something else could be another tea or another caffeinated beverage, let's say. So coffee is a 10 and tea is not as good, so it's a 5, something like that. Or it could even be uh, walking on the beach during sunset is a 10 and t oh, is just like that so it's a 10 too it can be anything and guess what if that doesn't make sense sasha and i will go first to make sense of it all why don't you go first since you're such a beginner tier i am so i'm gonna the rate it against the drink that i drank for many many years too long beer monster no i'm not <laughs> no 
uh, we'll wait till after the DUI in the future oh to quit god. that. Oh my god! Um, no Monster Energy drink. You, I you drink it still? No. So I oh, used god to drink it so much. And they even had the BFG, which is the big fucking can, or BFC, big fucking can. And it was You just like a made this podcast ounce. explicit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 48 ounce can. So like you couldn't even really hold it comfortably. God. And it has taurine, right? Yeah, it's the full monster energy drink oh. cocktail. And I would drink them, you know, any time of night, not giving a fuck. And uh, then one day, just one sip of them would give me an instant migraine-style headache. Just even wow. one sip. And I had to stop drinking them because, you know, you find that out after a couple times and you go, okay, I'm quitting Monsters. And then a couple years pass, maybe. You're like, I'll try a Monster again. One sip. Boom. So it's like my body is like, this is poison. But it was, it was my go-to. But, you know what, Monster, your days are over. You're a zero out of ten. Ooh. And you know what? A rare zero. And shut up, I love it. T, way better than Monster because I won't get an instant headache. I'll give it an eight out of ten. With the chance of, like, even improving if you, like, become a Biltiver. Yeah. I want to be a Biltiver. You can be a Biltiver. I would say try out different teas and you'll find (laughs) your your tea niche. Mate is also a good option as well. Mate. Okay, so that's what I'll do. I'll take herba mate and I'll compare it to matcha. How about that? I'll get a little specific. Because matcha is like my daily friend. And herba mate is something that I forget about at it's all. It's your forgotten and then I friend. Open, yeah, I open the fridge and I'm like, here it is. Let's have it. And then I pay for it. I pay for it every single time. Somehow, herba mate... Maybe because Siberia is very far away from Amazonian forests. But herba mate does not metabolize in my system for days. Like, I cannot sleep if I have herba mate whatsoever. I can sleep probably better having coffee in the PM than having, like, a few sips of herba mate. Like, like literally on my screen, my vision screen, if we refer to it like that, um, when we close your eyes, you know, you go to bed, it's like dancing, dancing fools. Like it's, it's, it's a party. (laughs) I can, you know, there's no chance of going to sleep whatsoever. So many nights have been lost on Urba Mate. And there's something about the high, like if we refer to the caffeine boost as high, uh, just for any beverage, there's something about the weird, like, herba mate high. It feels very, um, like, it's not concentrated. It's spread out. I don't know how to explain it. Mm. It's like dots everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, that's how I think about things. I that's how I'm, yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely understand that. Like, instead of it just being like, you you hit that high point and you're writing it down, it's just you're kind of constantly like, Oh, here's a moment, and here's yeah. another moment. Here's and another moment, and they're like dots, and they're like all moment. around you, three sixty dots moments. Yeah. So there's no like. So if I think, oh, I'm gonna like, I need to, you know, write, and I'm gonna drink a bunch of herbal mate. No, 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 no. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be focused. All of the above: matcha, black tea, um, regular green tea, coffee. They will give me the high that's necessary for writing. 
that one, like Urban Mate, it's just, it would make me feel uh, like, you know, like <laughs> there's like little animals <laughs> running down in my oh, skin. God. Yes. That's poisoning. And yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not good for me. So unfortunately, as much as I like the taste though, and I like the idea of Urban Mate and the whole history behind it, it's not good for me. And also the way I get it, it's like, it's too sweet, like in the cans. So I'll give it, I'll give it a three. Um, and I'll give my matcha, my, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Japan and I, I love Japan. And to me, maybe that's part of it. It's just also psychologically is that to me, drinking matcha every morning is like how one way I connect to like that place where my heart is like for Japan, like to Japan, but also just the high that it gives me, um, and the positive energy is also something that um, I look I look forward to every morning. It's like my favorite thing of the morning. It's taking a little walk to the local coffee shop and having a little match, a little match with oat milk. <sighs> matcha is a ten. I love it. Shut up. I love matcha. Most importantly, Ashaki, what about you? So I'm gonna say, which I'm gonna start with the sidebar of like I do so. I would say as far as mate, I would recommend a different kind of loose leaf mate to try that out as opposed okay. to the can um, before. I've had it before, but it was not as mad. But please, please. Yeah. So I would yeah. say like before, before a lovely beating, right? I had a mate. It was like a mango infused mate and it was loose leaf. And so it tasted really good. And mm. I feel like I have good energy with it. But I also am not a fan of sweet things. So I've had the canned mate and I'm not a fan of that one because mm -hmm. it's just too sweet for me. And I feel like the experience in, combined with the sugar is too much. I know. So years ago, I kind of decreased the amount of like additional sugars that I have unless, you know, I'm tired or sick. Yeah. And so I had a soda that I used to drink. It's called Cola Champagne. Um it's pretty popular in Jamaican and Caribbean and Latin American countries. And I used to have it as a kid. I stopped drinking it for a few years, had it for like the first time somewhere in my 20s before hot yoga. And I had a migraine and I couldn't figure oh. out why I had a migraine. It was so bad I had to go to sleep. And then I woke up and then I tried the soda again and I had a migraine again. And I realized, oh, I shouldn't have the soda anymore. So I feel like that combination of like the mate with the sugar or whatever added sweetness in it is just too much. I think it's too rough and too aggressive. So I would recommend like a blue sleeve mate without mm. any added sweeteners. There you go. Uh, yeah. An advice from a professional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, what, as far what about as your scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my scale, I'm going to put energy drinks at like the very bottom at a 0.5 because I do not like energy drinks. I was kind of like raised in a way of like tea solves everything, which, you know, what? I should tell you the whole medical story of tea after this rating scale. <laughs> but um, yeah. so with that said, I when I did start drinking energy drinks, like the first energy drink I had, I it tasted weird. And then after that, it just doesn't really vibe with me. It just tastes awful. Doesn't feel great. It's just like. And I give it a 0.5 instead of a zero because I would say the only time I will ever have an energy drink is if I'm going to go out partying, dancing, clubbing, whatever. So I think that I have to be active at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's for some reason, it's harder to do that. 
But yeah, I will have an energy drink and I'll try to find like the most natural energy drink possible, if that's even mm-hmm. a thing. But yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. otherwise, it's a hard no for me. It's like, like, do I really need this? Uh, yeah, I probably do. It's safer to be awake and drink the energy drink. Yeah, not a good yeah. showing for energy drinks today. Yeah. This is like- <laughs> They're getting bashed. Yeah, look, I just can't do it. And um. And I would say, I would say for me, I want to say a 10 is like a nice, warm, sunny day at the beach would be a 10. Okay. And, and, the, and where's the T on the, on the scale? I want to say, is 10. I want to say if I were to do T as a whole, it would probably be a nine because some teas don't really do anything like white teas and other teas. I just feel like amazing. It gives me what I need. I feel healthier. I feel more energized. I feel warm and cozy. It's just like, I think a part of the the thing about tea is like knowing the right tea for what you need it for. And so that's why I would give it like a nine of like, I love tea so, so much and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But I also have to explore <laughs> to figure out what tea do I need for this moment. I love it. Um, what about the medical history that you tease so well? All right. So, you know, Jamaicans, right? Going back to Jamaicans and their culture of tea. So there's probably like a lot of reasons why this is the case, including like socioeconomic reasons and cultural reasons. But there's a running joke that says that tea is the solution for everything. Like, to the point that we'll joke and say, oh, you broke your foot? Like, drink some tea. Mm-hmm. And um, so years ago, I was visiting some family um, during, like, the whole December holidays thing. And I, at the time, I was, like, living in Jamaica and visited family in the States. Uh, and I remember the date because it was, like, a huge date in history. So December 12th, I arrived and... Everything was kind of fine. A couple of days later, I started feeling this pain in my side. And it was in my lower right side. And I'm here telling my family, like, this pain that I'm feeling. They're like, oh, you have gas, so drink tea. And this pain consisted, it, it just persisted. And so they're like, drink mint tea, drink ginger tea, drink all the teas. <laughs> and the pain got worse. And then I, for whichever reason, I don't know why, but it's just like, I don't know why no one Googled this, but they would ask somebody, it's like, oh, what side is the appendix on? And somebody said the left side. And so they're like, oh, okay, drink some more tea because it's gas. And then it reached a point that I think it was like close to Christmas or something. But at that point, I was dying. I was just in so much pain. It was excruciating. And they kept giving me more and more and more and more and more tea, which was primarily ginger tea, in which ginger, you know, is a very great anti-inflammatory tea, but it's also pretty harsh on the stomach if you're having abdominal pains. So they kept giving me more tea because tea is the solution for everything until it was like Christmas Day and my aunt came over because, you know, it's Christmas and the holidays and everybody's there. And my aunt was like, you're on fire. I can roast an egg on top of your forehead. I'll take you to the hospital right now. <laughs> Long story short, I had appendicitis. My gosh. But it had reached a point because, you know, the tea is the solution to everything instead of just probably exacerbated the situation that they could not 
remove the appendix. Otherwise, they would. I would have gotten peritonitis, which is essentially an inflammation of the membrane around your like your abdominal organs, stomach, and all that stuff. So I had to be hospitalized at the children's hospital there. I want to say for like 21 days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so eventually I was discharged from the hospital. I still have my appendix. Ever so often, my appendix is like, hey there. And I'm just like, do I need to drink tea? Or are you trying to kill me this time? So why, and, um, <laughs> why, did, why did they not remove it? I, I, I feel like I missed that part. Okay, so what they said was that by the time I had arrived at the hospital, my appendix was so inflamed that there was a high risk that by removing the yeah 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 uh, that that by removing the um the appendix, it would have inflamed the yeah. the membrane o- over the organs, and that would have created peritonitis. And once you yeah. inflame that membrane, because it's connected to all these abdominal yeah. organs, you would have just infected the whole thing. Not good. So, so the chances of dying were like significantly higher. Oh, man. So they kind of like I was hospitalized. They kind of like everything had to flush out in ways that we probably don't want to describe here because this would be like the second time we talked about things coming out of people today. But is, um, uh... but yeah, it was very much like the solution is tea. So they kept giving me tea between like December twelfth. And December 25th. Oh, my God. Until my aunt was like, I'm taking you to the ER right now. <laughs> so what is on. the lesson here, Ashaki? What is the lesson? The lesson here is that tea is amazing. But tea is good for specific reasons. And, <laughs> you know, if you have appendicitis, just go to the hospital. Just just don't even bother with the tea. Just go to the hospital. Yeah. Well, a very, the tea might uh... help you to calm down, but go to the hospital. <laughs> I, I do appreciate you looking at all the angles of something mm-hmm. even that you love. Uh, T mm-hmm. kind of took an L at the end of this, but it I really think... did take an L. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you don't want to promise, you know, people that T will solve everything as much Definitely. as we want it to. Yeah. It would be n- nice and easy if it did, but it probably solves more things than people think. So go yeah. have a cup. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have like, I wouldn't have as much anxiety if I drank sour sap tea. But maybe mm-hmm. without the anxiety, somebody would have had the rationale to be like, oh, maybe we should take her to the hospital. And I'd say offering up tea is great. Like when someone comes over to your house distressed because they just something happened, you could say, would you like some tea? And then that gives you both time a second just to be like, all right, what are we going to talk about? But Let also to bring it all this. together as opposed to like hype it up with coffee, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To coffee mm-hmm. in that situation. Would you like some amped. coffee. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. So when I visited family in the UK, I noticed that they always offer like a hot drink as opposed to like coffee or exclusively tea. And I like that in that, in that sense. Yeah. It does give you the moment to like sit down, kind of decompress yeah. and like collect Aww. yourself instead of like, here's coffee. And now we're here like all wired and, and like ready to go. Yeah, somebody's talking way too much, etc. Yeah. Wow, what are enlightening and just like lovely conversation. Enlightening. Enlightening conversation, Ashaki. Thank you so much for coming on, Shut Up. I love it. We have to bring you back to talk about hot yoga, if you ask me. Thank you. I, look, I definitely will come back for hot yoga. Also for soup, if you want to talk about soup as well. <laughs> Anything warm or hot <laughs> in that temperature Seriously. zone is going to be. We're going to get 
keep bringing you on, and uh, that's going to be the warm series. Shut up, I love it, the warm yeah, series. Yeah, we'll, and we'll yeah. start just saying, hey, everybody brings soup. We'll eat the soup while we do the episode. It's yes. just that for the whole time. Uh, my husband strangely loves to listen to people eating on uh, podcasts. Not surprised. Really? Some weird thing like that's going on. I don't want to see right. his hard drives. <laughs> Um, Ashaki, what's going on with you? Can you tell us about your podcast or anything else you wanted to promote? Yeah, so um, so coming next year, or actually it might be this year, when this podcast yeah. episode is released, we I know. have two new podcasts that are coming out. So one of them is called Watermelon Break Room, and essentially it's about BIPOC personnel that are in the work field and in the workspaces and we kind of talk about our experiences our achievements some of the controversial things that like hr kind of shrug pushes under the rug and just of our our experiences in the work field and um the other one which is protect and kill it is about killers who are also your protectors so as some of us for some reason whichever reason which we'll get into in the podcast. <laughs> there are essential emergency workers such as cops, firefighters, and nurses mm. who also happen to be killers. In some cases, some of them are serial killers. There are also like members of leadership, like pastors, preachers, and like politicians that are also happens to be killers. So that podcast, Protected Kill, is more about the people in society that are in a position of protecting you. Well, they happen to kill you instead. That's awesome. That's I mean, not that people do awesome. that, but that you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, those are two fantastic um, uh, conceits for podcasts. So, everybody, um, go on the description of uh, these this particular episode, and we'll drop the links for these new podcasts, so you can listen to them as well. Um, Joe, what's going on with you? Yo, by the time this podcast comes out, it's always hard to tell as well. I uh, will have my bottoms up hard liquor graphic novel, full 150 page comic about a killer bottle of booze out on Amazon and Etsy. So you'll be able to finally read the full story of that horror graphic novel. Yay. And my essay about my late dog Spoon was published at uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul's Ooh. new book, Lessons Learned from My Dog. Oh. So check that out at the shops, <laughs> bookshops near you or on Amazon. I don't know where you buy your books. And I think my class is CryptoAnatomy.com. The one that starts in March is still open. So I hope to see you there. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>